0: Minifandom, all of it. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Minifandom. I'm your host, Menes. I've just ducked out of seeing Byron absolutely destroy Dave Cullenane on the main show. And yeah, I'm back. I know everyone loved the episode with Joe, but by popular demand, I'm joined by Sneakers, king of the Minifans. Sneakers, welcome. Thanks for having me. I don't know if you just heard, but Byron said that um, he listened to the episode you were on and then used some of your material against sneakers. So that's a win. Sorry. So use some of your material against Cullinane.
1: Yeah. I actually, that's the five minutes I listened to tonight and actually heard that part.
0: Yeah, good. Um, So, Couple of things. Firstly, um we start the show off with, with taking care of business, which is um the segment about the show. Um a lot of people have responded since the last episode um to volunteer to come on the show. Um, you know, we've had one nut guy, we've had um, the drip from Florida, but uh more importantly Kirk's volunteered to come on. So I think the next guest will be Kirk. Um Yeah, so good news there. Um so sneakers, firstly. What do you want me to call you, Sneakers, Rob? What do you prefer? Whatever
1: you want, Rob, Rob Sneakers, Rob, it's fine. Okay. Everyone knows me as Sneakers, but that's – I mean, it doesn't matter to me.
0: Mm, Right. I mean, we met before the Wilbur um, at the the pub there, and I said, um, you know, know, kind of when I left the Wilbur, I saw you outside kind of pissing and moaning about the live show, and that's when I kind of thought, like – nothing personal but i don't really like this guy um yeah like did you yeah do you remember that yeah
1: do i remember you outside well just what the, the whole pissing that?
0: and moaning outside the wilbur and yeah stuff.
1: i mean i was already pissed and a moment. i was just i, I wasn't see t- to me the wilbur was like built up for two two years so the wilbur we got wasn't what i was expecting you know the original will but i thought you know we had you know steve the lie detector test it, it, i i felt like it was going to be different I, i'm not into the videos i think that's just like you know you're killing time i'm just not i'm not into that i know everyone loves it it's just it's it's not my it's, it's not my thing so i i don't know I, I i expected more i mean i loved i loved the open act when Kurt came out singing and running through the Running through this uh, the crowd, I was actually I forget who I was tweeting. I'm like, God, oh, this is this is like vintage KMS radio. This is great. Then it just after that he lost steam. I, that's what I felt.
0: I would be the opposite. Like I like the videos because they're funny. Whereas I think the sing along stuff, I, I like it's fun, but it, it's you know it's a bit weird. Sort of you know Kirk living out his dream to co- sort of try and be Bruce Springsteen, and we're all that sort of cheering this you know. I don't know. Sometimes the sing-along stuff can be a bit, although it's fun, can be a bit cringy. Whereas I think the videos probably add to the shows.
1: Uh, I thought the sing-along, you know, the first when he did at the Wilbur, because it was unexpected, was good. But I mean, in Portland, we did like a whole set and it was just like, all right, this is kind of, it turned into live karaoke.
0: Mm, Yeah, definitely did. I mean, I wasn't there for that, but it looked like it. did, which, which is fun when you get everyone together. Um, did, did, so you listen to a little bit of the show. So that, that's why I've never asked you on Minifandom in the past, is because you know I go through in great detail everything Kirk talks about, um, which doesn't seem like something you'd be interested in.
1: I mean, I listened up to. I'll listen. I'll start every show, then I just start to zone out. You know, I try to get through an episode. I. I to be honest i haven't gone gone through a full episode in a while but i mean i listen i comb through and this is one of the, the one of the things i didn't get over to kirk on uh wednesdays back when he first came out if you missed an episode you were lost the next episode you had to finish an episode before you could start another one now you can miss like a month jump right in and you really I mean you're caught right up to speed
0: that's interesting. I mean, I I can't comment on that because I've never missed an episode, but that's interesting that you can sort of jump back in. And I, I guess now, though, there's all this sort of material of sort of old jokes that if you were, you know, there, there are new jokes coming, but, you know, there's a real base there of sort of the the whole world that he's built. So you can jump back in. But, um, I mean, is it, is, is it just the fact that they don't go after people? Like, you seem to say that on the show, like, Is that what you kind of miss?
1: I I do miss that. I mean, I understand, obviously, you can't do a, you know, you can't do three, four shows a week doing that. I I, I get it. It's just he had something. When he first came onto the scene with Barstool, he had something that grabbed the audience, that turned everybody into super fans, that wanted to travel to Manahuasca, go to the vigil. I feel like he's lost that now. It's more of a cookie-cutter show where he just... I mean, it doesn't help that he has two idiots in there that just agree with him, whatever he says. So it's it's just a different kind. I mean, they it doesn't matter what what they talk about. Dave and Mike are just going to agree with him, and even the fans they're bringing in. I mean, they're bringing in fans, so obviously they're going. They're not going to disagree with Kirk. So it's just it's just a different show. I mean, it's not that I. Hate I, I agree him. a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree a little bit with the dissenting voices. I don't think Kirk will ever stop people from disagreeing with him. But when I disagreed with them on the whole Tony Mazzarotti thing, like they were like, oh, you know, they couldn't believe that someone would disagree with what they were doing. Um, so there is a little bit of that. I, I do think Kirk made a conscious effort and, you know, as a Mina fan, we all struggle with our mental health. I think Kirk at one point decided he needed to lighten his life and the show up and it became more more about the jokes and the bits than than about going after people.
1: Yeah, I mean that makes sense too. I mean, if you're going through mental, if it's not healthy for you to be going after people, which, you know, I get yeah, I can see why it's gone down this road and it's a nice show. He has his fans that aren't going to leave. His loyal listeners, and why not? You know, it's if it's better for his personal life, yes. Uh, you know, no one's going to go after him for that. It's just I missed. I missed the old show. I mean, it it, it, it has changed, and I mean, I don't. It's hard to explain what the old show was. Is it? It was just something special where you. Where you you got fans that drive in a, a two-foot blizzard to Madawaska.
0: If he I started, I still think to, they're there though. I still think the it, fans are there. Like the I fans think are still could, there.
1: But if he started fresh today, without that fan base and tried to do that again, that would never happen. Based on what the show is now,
0: I don't know. But but I certainly think that the show has changed. Um, and I'm gathering you don't like Dave Cullenane.
1: Oh I do like Dave. I wish Dave had a little bit more balls or a, an actual opinion that wasn't just trying to I feel like he's always trying to like appease Kirk or like try to get Kirk to like him. So it's just he has he I, I, I don't think he's ever disagreed with him.
0: Well, he tries, but he can't pull it off. But don't you think it's a little bit scummy the way Cullinane was mates with you guys, friends with you guys in private chats. He was fucking, you know, throwing jokes back and forth. You know, he'd be always, you know, defending you on online and stuff. And then as soon as he got the job, he turned his back on you guys so quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did the hits. He had his little, you know. Fan base there. Then you know he was in the chats with the boys. You know you want to be one of the boys. Then when he got that opportunity, I mean, I do. You know, I think he did try. And there's an episode I was looking for it today, but, but he, Kirk, pretty much rolled up the newspaper and slapped him, slapped him on the nose with it, and kind of put him back in line. And since then, he's turned his back on all the minifans.
0: Yeah, right. What was that about? Do you think? Like, why? Do you remember what he slapped him down for? i think he you know he was trying to, i i forget what it was it was he, was
1: he was talking about bringing comedy back i think he mentioned some of the guy some of the guys from the chat to bring him back into the world it was something along those lines mm. and yeah. i think kirk kirk really laid into him and he hasn't been the same since
0: but you love all those you know you like the 420 show you like Hit the rice bucket. Why isn't Cullinane trying to bring more of that stuff onto the KMS network and, you know, include people more?
1: I that's what he said he was going to do. Bring back these shows and stuff. It's just either he's too dumb or just too occupied with what Kirk's doing with side projects. Is just plus you don't have any guys who want to do content anymore. Hmm. What's the point? You know, let me look. I mean. People go after your jobs if they don't like it. They go after your family. And it's like, it's not worth it sometimes.
0: Uh, I did what you do with the KMS show. And I watched five minutes of that 420 show. And I did hear Pat mention someone or a couple of people went after you after your appearance on KMS, um, which is, you know, I'm not, I just think that behavior is disgraceful.
1: I had one guy just kind of like put my name out there, which I mean, my name's been out there, but he was, was kind of, you know, he was behind the times. So I actually called him today and, and on the phone. And it's, uh, this one's been pretty good. I, I like the ball busting. I like everybody calling me retarded, uh, the worst guest ever. I like that. That's nice, fun banter. No one's going after my kids, my job, my wife. You know, that, that's when you go to, when you cross that line, that's when it gets dark. Like this stuff, like people are just going after me nonstop. I
0: mean, I love it. But that, but that's what you do to other people. I mean, you go after people's wives and families and stuff as soon as as soon as you get into the heat of battle, I mean, you often just snap and then, you know, you'll say things to Tim Ridgewell or whoever and well,
1: I've only gone after like personal information if if it's happened to me. Like the the, the Tim uh, Ridgewell thing was the 1v1. I forget what the hell it was about. The 1v1 and he was just I think one point saying he was better than me, made more money than me, you know, it's kind of not, and I kind of just went, you know, I said what I said, but just to piss him off, you know? And, you know, it was a, and I crossed the line on that one. I told him that. Good. Well, but like the stuff like posting people's information, I only do that to people that have that have come after me and done that. If a guy breaks my balls and calls me a retard and the rest got stuff, I'm not going looking for his job and
0: call him up. Mm. Well, good to hear. I mean, that, that that's the way, but with the Tim Ridgewood stuff, I did notice when it was brought up on the main show, and I mentioned this with Joe that you know you went past that very respectfully on the main show, so as not to bring it up. So you know, fair play to you. I I, I sort of thought that was um, you know, you could have easily just gone back over that, but you um didn't.
1: I think Kirk wanted me to either get in the mud or call some people out, and you know, with Tim. No, we, we talked, saw him in Portland, and I think we pretty much, you know, cleared that up. So I, I didn't want to bring it back up for, you
0: know. Good stuff. There was no, there was no reason for that. Respectable stuff, Snakers. Now, for, I want to apologize because... One thing I did to Andy Mayo was I gave him on the morning of his appearance on the show, I gave him a bit of a pep talk and, you know, I motivated him. I I amped him up. So when he went in there, he was ready to go. And I felt, you know, I should have offered that to you because you were a bit slow to get out of the blocks in studio. You know, you needed someone like me in your ear before you went in, not Jay that, you know, um, subhuman, um, you know, you needed me in your ear because you know you were a bit nervous to start. It seemed.
1: My problem was my so my 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 support team was Pat from Amesbury and the Squid, yeah, and uh, like Subaru that. Steve. That was my uh, that was my team at Halfway Cafe, and uh, yeah, I mean when you get into the studio, it's you know. I felt pretty good till I sat down. Then, like, when he brought the Tibbetts, I mean, I was a little nervous. I got in, obviously. Then when he brought the Tibbetts thing back up, I was just like, man, I was just. I thought he would bring it up just to joke around with it. I didn't think he was going to be that mad. I came in playful. And when I listened to the last episode, he's like, I wish Rob came in playful, which I thought I did until he brought up the tip. Like, he wasn't joking with the Tibbetts thing. Like, he, I still think he believes I paid the guy who gave his kids names to him. So they, there was anger there.
0: Yeah, legitimate anger. I mean, it got heated. It did. Uh, yeah, it. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, but you must have known he was going to bring that up. I mean, that's the the biggest thing he always brings up. He was going to use that against you so straight I, away. I knew he was going to bring it
1: up, but since we had our talks about it, like because you know he's always kept saying like, you know, it's still raw to him. But then he would bring it up and joke joke about it on the show. Then we talked about it, and we, uh, you know, I thought we you know, settled it. So when he brought it up, to I, I knew he was gonna bring it up. But when he started saying stuff like, "Well, Rob, how how did he get my kids' names again?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I'm like, Kirk. I don't know." And he said someone gave him his, gave, gave him the names. I'm like, "I don't know, Kirk. Like, like I'm not gonna change the story that we've had a hundred times." So that's what I was getting pissed off about. You know, I, I, I thought he would just like make fun of me about the Tibbetts thing. I didn't think he was going to be that angry about it. And that just set, set me off because when he's, you know, yeah, I put the name of Kirk in Tibbetts' head. So that's what got that going. But like, I'm not, a, you know, hiring a rapist.
0: <laughs> you know, it's just, that's what pisses me off because like, I'm not a, I don't lie myself, a rapist. No, no, but it's like the butterfly effect. You know, if you, you sort of, you started the ball rolling and, and then it, you know, went somewhere you weren't expecting. But I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't want to criticize Kirk for this because if someone goes after your kids, you can be upset. But I do think there's a little bit of an element of hypocrisy from Kirk because you know he'll say, oh, "I hope Craig's kids die of cancer" or whatever he'll say about other people's kids as a joke. I know he's joking, and I, I don't think Tibbetts' threats were serious. Like I think they were some fucking lunatic just going off online. Like he was—I don't think he was ever going to go after Kirk's kids. Um, so he should probably just get over it.
1: I mean, I don't want to keep telling them. I mean, I'm not going to speak for somebody. You know, I don't know what they're going through at home. Whatever. You know, there's always another side. To what's going on? It all takes something small to trigger you. If true. I'm, if I'm the scapegoat, then lay, lay a toll on the phone. I take all accountability. You know, I I did it. That's fine. You know. But I'm telling you right now, I didn't pay the guy. The Only time I paid Tibbits was like three years ago for a cameo for Corano. Before you know, which was like clean.
0: Money well spent.
1: Uh, (laughs) It was a great, great cameo.
0: What do you think of the guys that have acted tough on Twitter, you know, shit on the show... Kirk gave them the opportunity to go in and then they just start pulling out these lame fucking excuses, like these flimsy fucking um, stories and tweets. I mean, it you know, Kirk has successfully neutered many, many of those idiots.
1: Yeah, so like this, this is my you know, my philosophy was back in Madawaska too. I said, you know, all the shit I talk, all the stuff I start, I need to show up to a live show. So I did that in Madawaska. No one else really showed up. Actually, I don't think anybody did. Then fast forward to this. You know, after certain, you, you only talk so much until you have to back it up. So when we got the invite for this, I really didn't want to go on. You know, I'm not a great speaker on here. You know, I'm a, you know, rough around the edges. I, I, I didn't want to go. And everyone kept texting me. Uh, so is high blind Mike going? Is this guy going? I'm like, I don't know. You have to ask him. You know, I I wasn't calling, I wasn't reaching out. I said, if I'm going to go in, I'm going in as myself. I don't want backup. I don't want somebody with me. So those guys, you know, they, again, they, 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 they leave it up to me to fight, you know, defend the wall. It's just, pathetic. at at some point you can't really talk shit no more if you don't show your face.
0: Absolutely. You can, like, they've lost all credibility. Like, I think it's really good for you. You went in there. You, you did your best. It was a good appearance. You, you got your story out there. And, you know, put, it probably, you know, I think it helps Kirk because he's able to sort of take a bit of the sting out of the tail now. But, um, you know, all those other guys have just lost all credibility. They're just, you know, they're just Twitter tough guys. I mean,
1: I went in not going to defend hate. Like, that wasn't my, I wasn't going in there to defend hate and come out there on top. Like, I went there to, you know, I was in a fan of the show. I go to the live shows. I enjoy, you know, It just – I held the show in such high high standards that I just I, – I don't like the show now, like, the, to where it's going.
0: Mm. I mean, I well, Dave Connor is very lazy. I mean, he runs out of stuff yeah, to do. I late. mean, in this fight – he had this fight with Byron tonight and he had nothing. Like, he hadn't done any research, he had nothing to argue with this guy about. And this guy just wiped the floor with him. And Kirk was like, Dave, we booked this guy. Like, didn't he have any material? He, he oh, just yeah. mailed it in.
1: Kirk said it when I was in Wednesday. He's like, Dave, you know, what are we doing with this? So you know, and Dave, you know, Dave was handling it. I mean, even like when I walked in, they don't check the mics or nothing. They don't do like an audio check. I you know I had to ask Dave, you know, how's huh how do i sound am i coming in high enough do i need to speak high like no one says anything you just sit down put the headphones in and you just sit there and wait no one talks it's, it's very unorganized and you know if you're the producer of the show you think you'd give you know, come in 10 minutes early let me run down what you got to do you
0: know check the sound all that stuff make the microphone yeah. in front of you
1: you're keeping here byron
0: no that, that was so funny um Yeah, Dave Cullinane, he's a nice guy. I just think he's inherently very selfish. So I think the reason he turned his back on on you guys especially was because just in his interest, it doesn't help to be mate. So he just went, well, gone. You know, he's very selfish.
1: He's a weak man. You know, he's, 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 he's a mother's boy. His parents take care of his kids. He doesn't have to do daycare. He doesn't have to do the grind. If he, I'm sure if he's in a, if he's in a gym, his parents run over and grab the kids. It's very easy for him, you know. Mm. You no, know, these guys all so, shit on backs,
0: but you know they're no different. No. So, did you have a good time in there when you went in? Like, are you glad you went in? I'm glad I went in. I after the
1: when we almost went to blows, uh, you know, after that. That's when it felt good. Like, now we can break balls now. Now, like, you know, I wanted, you know, I wanted the cause to bounce off of, you know. That's when I felt a little more comfortable. Not the fighting back and forth with the kids stuff. Like, that stuff was uncomfortable. But, yeah, after that, I felt better, you know. But, yeah, I'm glad I went in.
0: That's good. And, you know, you said you talked with Kirk afterwards, then you sent out a tweet that – Kirk's actually a really nice person, in, in so many words. Um, yeah, and you know, I hate yeah. to go, sort of break it in, but he, you know, he's he's a pretty warm guy when you get to him in person.
1: Yeah. So when the show ended, you know, Mike just sits there, and you can't hear Dave. He's in the booth, whatever. The Kirk was just waiting in the hallway. So I realized he was waiting for me. So we 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 chatted in the hallway, then we walked out to the cars, and we talked out there for a while. And yeah, you know, he said some, you know, we talked, you know, some personal stuff and whatever. And he said, he's like, I've gone after these accounts for you that you know are out there throwing out your personal information and stuff like that. So that was you know, nice to hear. And he's like, if you ever need anything, let me know.
0: Mm. So. You're not one of those people that's ever messaged Kirk with, oh, I'm going through mental health issues, Kirk. You haven't done that, have you? No, no, I don't reach out for
1: anybody. I don't reach out for help for anyone.
0: <laughs> I did think it was funny that Kirk said, you've probably talked to him more on the phone than blind Mike
1: well we've had a couple couple discussions but you know it had to be done you know we i i think it was good for us to you know get a go oh well, you scream a match back and forth and there hasn't been that like unsettleness in the in the studio in a long time it's usually you know everyone knows what's coming it's a cookie cutter show it was good to see something like that
0: yeah i had a good screaming match with him a couple of months ago and that was about it um so I think it was. I think sort of, you know, my takeaway from from watching you on the show is you like Kirk, you like bits of the show, but you also like to break their balls because there's some annoying bits to you, which is fine. Um, but what about the fans? Like that's what I couldn't understand. You were saying you don't like the minifans. Can you just explain what you mean?
1: Yeah, I mean not all. Obviously, I've gone to the live shows and everyone I meet in person is great. And I have a little following on Twitter for Blue fans that like me. But, like, there's these guys that ever since the Discord are just out. You know, the guys that break my balls, I don't care. It's the guys that go out and try, like, they post pictures of my kids. They post the school where they go. I'm like, that's just some creepy shit. And it's like, if you hate me that much, you know, come see me. I'm not hard to find. I'll I'll have the conversation with you. But it just, it that's just weird shit to me. So th- those are the fans I'm talking about. And the ones that break their balls like a quirky walnuts or that iowa guy I mean, I, I like breaking balls i i like the mud
0: yeah right do you think like I don't, I don't want to go into your personal life but do you think like you're in a better place in your mental health than you were a couple of years ago
1: uh i think my mental health's i think my mental health's pretty strong Okay. Why, why do you say a couple of years ago? Did something happen a couple of years ago?
0: No, I, I just noticed when I heard you um, talking about the Portland weekend, and it just seemed to me like you're in you're in a pretty good spot. Like you, you're sort of a bit more content than you were a couple of years ago. Uh, That's all. Well,
1: I mean, I mean... You saw, well, you, you see, but you you heard what happened to Poland. You know, people were going crazy. That that's that, that's never been my scene. You know, I'm 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 not a, uh you know, I'm not a drug guy, a soft guy. So you know, I I I keep my nose clean. So so maybe I mean, no one knew me a couple of years ago, but that that's how I am.
0: Okay, right. Oh, good, great. Um, all right. Now we've got some questions here from the listeners. I want to go through. We've got a lot of them, so let's start. All right, the first one's Danny and Bill Ricker. Stromboli's or Mangia Mangia? I have no idea what that means. Is that Man, something? It's
1: it's an Italian restaurant. So Danny's not from Bill Ricker. This is this is this is why this is Danny in Bill Ricker. Stromboli's is a chain. You can never go pick a chain over a uh, a family owned restaurant like Mangia Mangia. So it's Mangia Mangia. I mean, no one goes to Stromboli's. Agree. On, I mean, being that fat, you should know Danny.
0: I went to um, a pizza place with him when I was in Boston last year, and he ate a lot.
1: Yeah, he went to a That's a good place.
0: And he had to beg his wife permission to come out. That's the sad thing.
1: Yeah, Danny's Danny's sheltered.
0: Yeah. All right, KMS Reloaded. Are you optimistic about um, Alex Reamer's KMS debut? Sneakers, you a Reem team? I like Reamer, yeah. All right, good. I'm optimistic too. Can't wait to hear the little fella. Phil McCooch, why do people who hate the show love to tell people how much they hate the show but still listen to every second of the show? Do you have an answer to Phil? Yeah, I
1: mean, I don't sit there and beat my chest that I you know, tell people I hate the show. I, I might throw a tweet out. And like I said, explained earlier, like, I love the show. So I still watch hoping something will bring, you know, bring it back to what it was you know from before. So, I mean, I don't like missing it. It, it, for me it gets a little steel
0: mm. what do you think then Sneaks I thought you know adding into the show a bit more of the Minifan drama might help you know like when there's like you know bust ups in the Minifan community because Cullinane doesn't bring it to Kirk it, it never gets talked about but that stuff to me is interesting like when two people are fighting about something whatever it is
1: well that's why we need the YouTube channel back like I know everyone is not on the Twitter world but like that was great when you used to, you
0: know,
1: if there's an in-house fight going. That's great to talk about. Like, how funny was it? You know, Jay's a retard. But when he was doing a Star Wars watch-along with Gig, and all of a sudden he pulls potato chips out of his hat, and Kirk's watching this and going, what, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's my fan? Like, that's a great reaction. That's better than talking about the, the Bud Light broad there. You know, I I'd rather hear about that.
0: I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm absolutely with you on this. I would much rather that kind of stuff than, you know, Cullinane looking at what the, the biggest story in New York Post is that day and regurgitating it to Kirk.
1: Which wouldn't be bad if there was another a strong opinion in there. It. It's just, here's, here's the headline. Yeah, we agree with you, Kirk. Yep. They, 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 they don't have a thought to it. You know, they just agree with whatever he says.
0: If I hear Blind Mike say, like, what does he always say? He says something like, oh, if it happened to somebody on the other side. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we know. I just we wish know. they had a little bit more balls in there. All right. Portly Clyde. Ask sneakers to rank the KMS fan shows and give reasons why. Do you listen to any?
1: Yeah, I, I listen to all of them. I uh, <laughs> I think Matanti's really good. Is, is is doing pretty good. I he he's still a little tight in there. I think he's. St- I think the last two or three episodes he's starting to loosen up a little more. So I I like Montanti when he's in. I enjoyed Mayo. I liked Max. Ah, there was I like KMS Reloaded when when he was in there. Okay. Just that you know, being arc, you know awkward. You know you're not you are not sure what you're going to get from him.
0: Yeah. Montante needs to find somewhere he can stay in Boston the day of the show and just get loaded at 6 a.m. before the show. Like, whether well, they start at 9, like, get up 6, start p- pounding the Bud Lights at somewhere, and then just rock up at 9.30, like, half cut, and do the well, show with Kirk.
1: Oh, well, I can't drink at Davis' house and have Davis' mother drive them all into the studio the next morning.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yep. And they're all there. And
0: th- they wake up in bed together, so why not? <laughs> Suburban tug time. Why did you specifically direct Billy Tibbet to make those threats? Pretty messed up, man. Well, tug time, that's not really a question. Was cheap. Yeah, and what's a little bit of a rape threat now and then against a kid? I mean, come on. All right. David from Hull. Where's Ryan? I don't even know what that means. That's um,
1: that kid, Ryan Dre, who keeps going at that That's the guy that posted my personal information that
0: is hiding from me. Asshole. um Bill Leach. Why were you so mean to me on your burner account? And can we still be friends?
1: I'm good friends with Bill Leach. I love Bill Leach. His profile picture creeps me out. His chin's huge. You know, hit the treadmill.
0: Agree. You're a fit guy.
1: I'm getting there. I'm not. I'm no Stephen Providence, but I'm you know working my no way up there. Is.
0: God, I wish Steve from Province had been there when Wagon did that. Oh, he would have—he would have been dead, fucking dead. Um, next question: uh, How much are you paying in rent? I don't need to know that. Um, one Nut Guy, will you fight One Nut Guy, Rough and Rowdy?
1: Well, you gotta get aligned. I've had three Rough and Rowdy uh, offers, so. I think I met one nut guy in Portland. I said something to him and he got all, you know, he got all pissy and said, leave me alone or something. I don't know. He was was grumpy.
0: Well, that's what happens when you've got one nut. Speaking of nuts, Kirky walnuts, how many different colors are in the highlighter system?
1: I got four colors.
0: Okay. What are they? What were they?
1: I got green, blue, orange, and pink. Your typical highlighter package.
0: Nice. Uh, Jackson from Australia. Can you name a worse episode than the one you were on?
1: Well, Jackson hasn't stopped talking about it. And maybe he, wanted, he tweets all day long. This guy gets zero interaction. So, I don't
0: know. Probably see hard him go on the for him. Show. Hard for him living in my shadow. It is. All right. Cameo Blind Mike. Do you take personal responsibility for the death of the Project Indigo Discord? Well,
1: I ruined the KMS Discord. That's that's a fact. I, I ruined that. I mean, that's dead now. And the Project Indigo One, that's always been dead. That's a jaw from Scranton Discord, which you know, just full of rats and, and losers.
0: He fucking destroys everything. I mean yeah, boy. The where snake. was John where was John of Portland? I don't he didn't turn up, did he?
1: Driving. He made it all the way to he drove eight hours to Boston and then 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 then, then turned around.
0: Are you a John from Scranton guy, or is it all over between you two? Uh,
1: I was never a John from Scranton guy. He's just, he's a car salesman. He's just a snake. You know, you don't trust a guy like that who just lies nonstop, but you know, he's a nice guy. Maybe, you know, something happened in his childhood, but I'm sure he means well, you don't have to lie or kiss everyone's ass John, you know, to be liked.
0: Agree. All right. Now, Minifan Lauren. Any regrets from your appearance or something you would have done differently?
1: Uh, I mean, on the appearance, I mean, I wish I jumped over the desk. That would have been great. You know, me and Kurt were rolling around fighting. <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad me, you I did was, yeah, I mean, I was nervous at first. I, I was caught off guard with the hostility and I don't know, maybe I just read it wrong. But yeah, I mean, the, I wish I was a little looser up there. Uh,
0: regrets well, in the, like, like... What's that? I'll tell you, Sneaks, my thing was, so when I watched it live, I was disappointed at first because I actually thought there was maybe a little bit more substance to the hate of why you hate the show. So I was disappointed because I thought there was more to it. But then um, as the show got on, you relax and it was very funny. But, you know, when I watched it again, like the whole thing was really good to watch. When I got over the disappointment, um it, it was a good show, like that like there was you know, it was like watching a car crash or something
1: I mean, I wasn't get I wasn't getting my point across. You kept saying, oh, so you want the hot dog contest back. I'm like, I don't like the hot dog contest. I like the fact that you had these fans come in and it made you it it was just these weird guys walking in and seeing the reactions of the people that work on the show, like you know, look at these guys, you know, they're all here, you know, to do something wacky and like when said, like the rich color her thing, I got like, like he shows up in this fur jacket and he's on this couch sitting like, you know, on someone's lap. It was just, he's sweating. It was just, those awkward moments was funny. Like, so maybe I I didn't get my point across on the show,
0: but. Well, I get what you're saying now. And actually I don't think we're too far apart on this. Just back on Kelleher. When I met Kelleher in Boston last year, he still thinks like the show has never recovered from when he left. (laughs) Um, But I actually see, like, I actually agree with you on a lot of this that, the show started off really fan heavy and it is still fan heavy. You cannot say it isn't, but it's a different way now because the fan goes into the studio and it's a controlled environment. But, but, you know, Steve, after a little while, got sick of all the fans and he started to, you know, put up walls, dox people. So that sort of, made a few people go away and then color came in and just doesn't care like he just couldn't give a shit about fan shows fan content you know for him a hot dog contest just means he has to organize something else and because he's lazy he doesn't want to do that so i actually see what you're saying about that stuff i still love the show and i've sort of let go a lot of the anger and i've accepted it's a little bit different to the show maybe i want it to be i still love it because kirk's amazing but I see what you're saying, that they've, they did at some point kind of push the fans away. And the fans that Dave brings in, he does, like,
1: you know, they're probably nice guys, but he's got guys that come in and don't, like, that don't say a word. He needs to bring back some, like, maybe some OG mini fans in there, someone that has a history of the show. Why isn't Kevin, you know, guy's wacky as hell, but why isn't Kevin from Bristol in the studio? Why isn't maybe a TJ know, so Some of these guys that have been around. I can, agree. You know, shoot the shit with, you know, what's you know, the history of the show.
0: And if you had one show on the YouTube network, like a, a Mike and the Minifans type show, you could actually try people out. So you could get in, be a dad guy. And, you know, you'd realize after you know 10 minutes on YouTube, the guys a zero. So you wouldn't get him into the main show. Um, but,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good good trial to see. This guy's good, you know, on air. You know some of these guys come in and they don't say a word they're just sitting there like a fan you know like they like it's a make a wish uh contest
0: now um Lauren's second part of her question was do you do you have any regrets in the community now we went through the Tim Ridgels thing anything you sort of just want to walk back uh,
1: I, the man clock thing you know that thing with this kid that that was you know overblown I don't take that back because I think at the end I was right.
0: Uh yes, it's a joke. That's funny. Like I can see people uh, a bit sensitive about that kind of thing, but well, it's a joke.
1: The joke was the original goal for me was like he wanted five grand and he's like, if I get anything else, I'm gonna donate it donate it to the Barbara Bush hospital. I don't think he thought he in a million years he was gonna get forty grand and a day later he's like, I know you guys want me to keep the rest of the money, so I'm gonna do that. <laughs> well, and then he's betting the ponies the next you know, you know, the week after. But it was a joke and, you know, I didn't attack his kid. It was a joke. We talked again. You know, I had to backtrack everything, but I don't regret that. I, no, I regret in the men fan world is I regret clicking on mama K's feet pitches and zooming in. That is the most disgusting thing I see on Twitter <laughs> weekly. That's what I regret the most.
0: I have not done that and I won't be. Yeah. <laughs> would you go back on the show? Because they seem to think they would have you back in.
1: I was surprised that they left the door open. I, mean, I would go back in. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not good on, uh, on Mike, but you know, I'd, I'd go back in. I, I'd have to go in with like a Montante or a Mayo where I can bounce off of them and not be like the, uh, the main third chair. I'm better just throwing in some insults here and there and you know, chiming in.
0: Lauren has also asked, do you think anything changed by going on your show in regards to your perception? But I guess. You know, have many Minifans reached out to you, sort of personally, since your appearance?
1: Uh, Yeah, a lot of people have reached out and said I did a good job. Like some well-known Minifans, I've had a lot of death, uh, two death threats, a lot of rough and rowdy uh, challenges. I actually got recognized Saturday at the park by somebody with my kids, so that was uh, that was interesting. But uh, what did they say? uh i was getting ice cream with my uh, girls and one guy just leaned over and said nice job wednesday and started laughing oh that's nice so yeah, nothing i don't think i like, no one's ever going to come up to me face to face and do anything so i mean i know that's never going to happen but people are going to hate me either way if if i didn't go on the show it was sneakers is the biggest pussy we knew he wouldn't show when i went on i knew i was going to get the worst guy stuff but he's a retard so i mean that i expected
0: well, yeah, you're always going to get shit. No matter, matter, matter yeah. if you do a great job there, are people who are going to hate you, so.
1: As long as they're talking about it, and like I said, this is fun. Like, this is the fun trash I'm in the fans. Like, I, I enjoy that. Call me big nose, retire, whatever. I, I enjoy that.
0: All right, last question from The Squid. How many times did Julie ask that you choke her in Portland?
1: <laughs> Julie's wild. I, I, you I know. I had an interactive conversation with her. Would you? Oh, what? I? No, I did. Oh, would, no, I?
0: would Would you sleep with? Oh
1: her? no! Oh no, no! 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 Not my type.
0: Right. <laughs> She's boring. He had a wild conversation with her.
1: Very wild. Very sexual. Yes.
0: Very sexual. Wow.
1: Very sexual. Yes. That's for the choking because he knows this is a little. Yeah, yeah. Very very sexual. She's a crazy yes. girl oh yeah she's she's she's, uh, she's out there i don't well, think she knew she must have been so hammered at paula because when she was on and said sneak you know craig was like i think sneakers is coming out she's like who's that i'm like we had a 25 minute conversation about sex and uh stuff like that i mean some crazy so crazy talking talking wow us.
0: so is she pretty wild
1: yeah. yeah she is yeah the stuff that she's yeah i'm i I don't want to get into what she was saying but private conversation
0: (laughs) no one wants to hear about what julie gets up to that's for sure (laughs) all righty well that's it for the listener questions sneaks anything you want to bring up before we wrap this up uh no i mean i just wanted to get my i i I think i was more comfortable on this because you know
1: you know I, i just want people thinking like I'm this cocksucker out there. Just, I, I, I wake up, I'm obsessed with, with taking down the show. You know, that's not the case. You know, I, am I, obviously a fan was a fan. I think the show's is going in a different direction. I'm like, you know, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Look, I think you've got your point. I think you made some really valid points about what they've done with the fan interaction and the, the network. And, you know, if you get BA, you know, if you get BA after a few drinks, he'll give you, you know, a couple of hours on the network. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Great to talk to you. Um, if you, um, you know, want to come on again, reach out. Um, but yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, this was great. I'm glad, I'm glad we did this.
0: Thanks, sneakers. Thanks, listeners. Back soon with Kirk. Audio, you'll he discover. Too happy to reveal Steve's blunder. He enjoyed blowing Steve's cover. This guy is
1: prolific, Jesus. Oh, yeah, quick. Could candid Steve a suspension?
0: Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions. <laughs> Steve could have gotten off easy. Just unlike blind mic and said he needed therapy. <laughs> oh,
1: he got fucked
0: by a man down under. <laughs> Who thinks Steve's a motherfucker? <laughs> Called him out as a show scrubber. <laughs> Replaced by another.
1: I heard some news today. An Australian man was found slain.
0: A <laughs> note was found by the body. Said nobody can fuck. S-E. Yeah! He fucked up a man down under.